0: This is Tech Talk for Accountant Show, where we discuss the hottest topics, tools, apps, and trends in the accounting industry. This show is sponsored by Rush Tech Support, who is offering all listeners of the show a free IT audit so you can know whether or not your business is at risk of being hacked, having a data breach, or getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for non-compliance. You can schedule a free check at RushTech.online
1: podcast. consent yeah (laughs) full full consent exactly all podcasts and welcome everybody to the (laughs) tech talk for accountants show i'm your host andrew lasise and with us today greg kite who he is not only a cpa but so much more and even pre-show it was like we we should really just be recording this stuff like a stand-up comedian that is also accountant so how how is that How is that possible, Greg?
0: (laughs) Well, well, I I don't. Well, actually, I guess, first off, I tell people this a lot. Like once you once you like work with other accountants, you realize that by and large, the whole stereotype that we have no personality. Well, no, that 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 isn't that's a stereotype that doesn't fit to everybody. Now, there's always I'm going to say in every firm, there's at least one person who's like, oh, you're you're the guy that everybody thinks all of us are are like <laughs> yeah, but exactly. but but by and large i mean accountants we're, we're normal people and we do normal stuff and there's going to be you know other there's going to be people who do stand-up comedy and that's that's what i do i've met the four other people who are accountants or former accountants who do stand-up comedy so yeah small subset of us but but yeah we do it also and maybe this is more to your question i started So so accounting was like a midlife career change for me. I was a middle school math teacher until my mid 30s um, when I was like, I can't do this anymore because I can't stand these little bastards. So I went back to school and I got my accounting degree and I and I moved into accounting and actually started doing stand up while I was a teacher. So I, I brought the I brought the stand up with me into the profession.
1: So how how has that benefited you being able to connect with people in such like a, because I mean, I know as much as I know in the accountant world, you know, like put me yeah. on IT guys saying like, oh, this person, they, they tried to set... <laughs> all of their DHCP IP addresses on the same subnet while having them all on static IPs. Like, can you believe right. that? It's like <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous, right guys? Ridiculous. Like, come on, man. Like you're supposed to have the DHCP handling that. Why would you do that with a it, static? It, it makes no on. sense. Duh. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I've listened to your bits and they're funny even for a person that doesn't no taxes backwards and forwards. Like I probably know more right. than, than, you know, Joe down the street, but like uh-uh. no more than Greg kite. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm somewhere in that range of Joe and Greg.
0: Right. Well, and, and the funny thing is, and this is a funny story. So I, I, uh I do my stand-up. Like the like some stuff that you saw, I did that in a club. There's there, I have accounting jokes I do in clubs for just you know the knucklehead half drunk frat boys with dates who come on a Saturday night to a club. So I do that, but it's funny because it's sort of the opposite of what you were just talking about. When I do some of those same jokes for accountants, they're like fact checking me <laughs> right, while, right while I yeah. do it because there's there's this, one, there's this one that I did to just get it. It was it was almost like a segue to get into these jokes I had about a couple of, uh, of charities that I, um, that I gave to, that I just, I, I the only reason I was giving to them is because I thought they were hilarious. And so I would be like, so, you know, with, a, with accountants, you know, we're all accountants here. Cause this is at, at an account conference. ago. We're all accountants here. You know how, uh, you know, the, uh, charitable giving is such a, it's a, it's a powerful tool in the toolbox for tax accountants. And they were all like, no, it's not, you don't, <laughs> you don't give, you don't give you know, 50 bucks to charity, just so you can save 10 bucks in taxes. That's horrible tax planning. Boo. Boo. We hate you. So, uh,
1: that's more, that's more my life. So what, what kind of got you into that world? Like, was it just a, I woke up, you woke up one day, you, you hated dealing with the kids so that, that led to being an accountant. My wife is a, is a recovering teacher as well. Oh yeah. And, and um you know, now, now we've got two of our own where it's just like, maybe I should go back to teaching and mm-hmm. at least I can blame it on like the other parents, like raising right, right. Kids to be monsters. And now right. it's like, we have our own and it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, why is he acting up? Like, I didn't tell him to act that way. Like, but I also right. can't argue that like, we've been the ones raising him and yeah. it's ending this way
0: (laughs) stupid stupid kids with free will and their own conscience i know right it's, it's ridiculous no i uh so what so the story kind of the origin story for me with comedy specifically was it was something that i'd always wanted to do and for various reasons i never got into it but when i was teaching Um, because I was a math teacher and one at eighth grade math. And what I quickly realized is that none of my students were failing eighth grade math because the math was too hard. uh, Spoiler alert, eighth grade math, anybody, anybody can do it. If you try, if you just, if you, if you have a, (laughs) like a, a modicum of like of drive, you can, you can, pass eighth grade math. And so because of that, I started doing what I called motivation Mondays for my, for my students where, and the whole thing was, this was like, Hey, what do you like every time I'd be like, what do you really want to do with your life? What, what is it? And it didn't matter whatever they said, I could find examples of, of either people who had done what they wanted to do and and applied math to it and were able to be more successful because of applying math to it or, um, or I could just say, hey, are you gonna be, if you wanna be a pro football player, if you can analyze your own stats and the stats of your opponents, you're gonna have an advantage, right? And they'll be like, right. And then it'd be like, so shut up and do your damn math. <laughs> if you wanna be a pro football, it's not gonna hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Getting to be a pro football player, learn the damn math and do the problems. And so, but, but it doesn't take very long for you to be asking other people, hey, what do you really wanna do with your life? And then you realize, oh, wait, I'm a junior high math teacher. Maybe this wasn't the dream. Uh, And and I'd always (laughs) wanted to do stand-up comedy. So I almost like forced my, my own motivation Mondays forced me to go to a comedy club and corner the comedians after the show and be like, Hey, how do you start doing this? And that's, that's how I got into it was that. And then, like I said, I did that as a teacher, it was horrible. I couldn't bring it to the classroom at all because 14 year olds, if you go in and you tell a joke, one joke in class, they're like, Oh, this isn't math. This is recess. And they all start thinking that that was like your, your, (laughs) your consent for them to just screw off for the rest of the hour. And so, uh, so I couldn't do that at all there. So which was actually part of my reason for leaving teaching was I just felt like I couldn't be authentically me. And strangely enough in the accounting profession, uh, me and my CPA license and my
1: comedy background have been embraced. It's such a, it's such a cool, different, you know, kind of than, the the stereotypical accountant like you were talking about and my um my my freshman year in college i had one of those my roommate he he was a ju or he was a sophomore but he was 16 so he like oh. skipped three grades like <clears throat> very very intelligent guy yeah but, you know like you kind of get the picture of what someone that has skipped three grades kind of mm-hmm. how he handles himself and stuff and sure. he was saying, He was telling me, he was like, when I was in second grade, my teacher in math is what made me think of it. My math teacher had made a mistake on the chalkboard (laughs) and I corrected her on it. And she Uh. says to me. Dave, everybody makes mistakes. And he says, Yeah, but this is second grade math. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. A seven year old, or yeah. two, I mean, he skipped all those grades, you know, a child just like yeah. putting the teacher in her place.
0: Which, okay, which is crazy. Cause when I was an eighth grade math teacher, what I had two things up, I had my two universal laws of mathematics that I put up on the wall of my classroom. One of them was exactly what your, a uh, weird nerd friend in college said it, it was universal law one. Uh, universal law of mathematics number one: everyone makes mistakes at math. Universal law of mathematics two: everyone forgets math. Those were those were up there uh, as part of that. But I was I was kind of beating the kids to the punch uh, where it's like yeah we all it's you screw up and and the funny thing too that I realized. going from teaching to accounting is that in accounting, you can't, you can't fake your way through accounting. That's like, not, that's not possible. You will get thoroughly screwed if you even attempt to just like everything up until this career, I like even teaching. I'm like, I can, I can kind of pull this out. I, I was not the teacher who was well prepared for the beginning of class, but I could improvise and I, and obviously it's eighth grade math. I knew this stuff. So I just kind of wing it, every
1: day when I went in and not, not the case when you're a, when you're an accountant. And so I know now you're working in a, in a private uh, organization. Were you ever in public accounting or what's that path look like?
0: yeah so i so what happened i went to so while i was still a teacher i went back to school like night school online school everything that i could do to get to as quickly and easily as possible get an accounting degree because i had obviously had a math degree at that point i got my accounting degree but the other thing is again because like i said i was in my mid my mid uh, The i think i was 36 when i started the change from teaching to uh, accounting and and so I knew that like everyone else who was at my same level in accounting was like 10 years younger than me. Or 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 a better way to say, everyone who's my same age was 10 years further along in their career than me. Yeah. So I'm like going, what can I do to I gotta, I gotta, you know, hustle to make up lost time in this profession. So one of the things I started to do is I started every Every month I would go to the uh, the luncheon that was held by the Utah State Society of CPAs, like by our local chapter in my counting and my county. And I would and and it was so funny because there they'd be like, oh, that's adorable that there's a student here. We love that. I mean, it was like. It was like being the kid at the old folks home that everybody, that all the old people wanted to talk to. So like, we'll buy your lunch, we'll do that. And so, and everybody was super impressed with my gumption to come to these boring, horribly boring lunch and learns, but every month to do it. So I made some connections uh, within the local accounting uh, community. I got hired right as soon as I got my bachelor's by one of the firms. Uh, It was a mid-sized local firm. We had about 60 CPAs in the firm. And and then that still was clearly not the right fit after I got into that firm. Uh, But most states and Utah being the same have the, the 2000 hour rule where you can't get licensed until you have 2000 hours Uh, under the direct supervision of a CPA. So I stayed at that firm for 2003 hours and then I bounced out and and started working. I I, I got hired away by one of the clients at that point. So one of the clients that I'd been working on their engagement, but funny thing too, at that firm, pretty much right off the bat, I started, I asked if I could open our staff meetings by doing like, like five to seven minutes of standup at the beginning of every staff meeting where I would read the journal of accountancy and I would make jokes based off the articles <laughs> in the journal of accountancy. And they let me, and I had like PowerPoint and stuff and I, and I'd show them all this stuff. And I had one partner who afterwards, he was like, he was like, Hey, Greg, just to let you know, the only reason I even come to these stupid meetings is because <laughs> because of you, a partner was telling me that. So, uh, so yeah, so I started, I, I started hitting it pretty hard, even right off the bat, even with the, the stand up
1: based on accounting stuff. So, uh, so, yeah. so in order to fast track it, and I mean, it's really just efficiency at that point. So someone's got 10 years of slacking. How long would you say it took you with putting in that extra effort and being smarter, not harder. What would you say took you to get to like where you were acceptable around right. people that that had similar age, but maybe more experience? OK, uh, this is going to turn into a brag fest uh, for Please. a minute because it took, let's see, I, I got my
0: I got my undergrad in accounting in 2008. I finished my MBA in 2010. And I also passed the CPA exam in 2010. I was officially licensed in January of 2011. And I would say it was probably 2011 when I felt like I got caught up with everyone because. I started I, well, because because and here's the thing and and I've 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 pounded on this drum forever is that everyone in the accounting profession regardless of what you do you need to have a niche if you're a general service accountant if you're like we serve every industry and we do everything we do taxes we do audit we do we do sock what is it soc two compliance I don't is that a thing did I say a thing right. You did say that. Okay, thing, right. cool. If, if you do all this stuff for everybody, nobody cares about you. You need to have a niche where you're like, Oh no, we do SOC two compliance specifically for tattoo part for publicly traded tattoo parlors. Yeah. If you do that, then all of a sudden there's tattoo parlors who go, Oh, I need a SOC two compliance. Who do I go to? They Google you and boom, there you are. So the same thing started happening to me where I was even early on, I was one of the very few people in the accounting profession who was experienced and had some skills as a stand-up comedian. So I, one of the things I did is I sent a letter to the editor at the journal of like a, a total sarcastic, smart-ass letter of to the editor. And I, and one of them actually got published, but they took out the part that was, even possibly like mildly offensive. It was, it was about um, the one that got published was about acronyms and how I felt like we needed to standardize, standardize the pronunciation of acronyms in the accounting profession. And the whole, the whole letter letter ended with me suggesting a name for the standard setting body for pronouncing acronyms. And, and, and I didn't even say it, but if you, if you took the acronym for that group, it spelled out smart ass is what it did. And that was too edgy for the journal of accountancy. So, so they just dropped that last paragraph off of the letter, but they still published it. The second one I sent in and they sent, they sent it to this other dude named Ron Baker. Do you know who Ron Baker is? I'm not familiar. He's, he's a value pricing. He's like the guy when it comes to like, don't use timesheets. Don't bill your times, do value pricing, do fixed price agreements, that kind of thing. He's the man. They sent it to him going, Hey, who's this Greg kite guy? And, and why'd you, why'd you, uh, put him up to writing in the, sending this letter for you. And he was like, I don't know this guy. So I got with him. He's been one of the top 10, uh, Most influential people in the accounting profession for a million years. And I got hooked up with him and with his group called Verisage, which is like this think tank on. Uh, practice management like in in before i even was licensed um and then because of that i with because of the the humor i went to one of his conferences i did a little stand-up for the conference because of that i got hooked up with a dude named jason blummer in south carolina he was starting a podcast in 2011 he's like hey i want you to be my co-host from a podcast because you seem like you're fun at a party so i started doing that and so just all these things, things. So, and then in 2000 both 2012 and 2000 I, I started tweeting like a madman. I tweeted three accounting jokes every business day. And most of them were based off of the headlines from accounting today. So accounting today picked up on that. And they're like, this guy's really pushing our stuff. We need to make him one of the top 100 most influential people in the accounting profession, which I absolutely was not. But I was including the list in 2012 and 2013. And then I was, I, you know, then I was just old news. So I, I fell off the list where I should be. I should have, I was never influential. I was just funny. And I, and I tagged their posts in my Twitter account all the time. So, um, but, but I'd say, I'd say once you get to be part listed in the top 100 most influential people, I think I got caught up. I said at that point, so 2012 from 2008 to 2012, I think I caught up.
1: Yeah, we we made one of those uh, lists as well. that Accounting Today Top 100 VARs. and like, oh yeah, we, well we don't we don't link to it though because because okay. <laughs> we're number 100. It's still <laughs> top 100 though. <laughs> right, right. You're the you're the loser of the of the 100 that made it. Right, <laughs> but, but they, at the same time, it it still is the accolade. It still is yeah. top 100. Which or maybe is, it's 99th, but it's okay. It's that's funny. It's which not. It, we, top
0: (laughs) with the top 100 most influential they don't rank you they just put you in there they rank the top 10 because everyone who makes the top 100 is supposed to submit who they think their top person is in accounting and uh and so with those they they establish the top 10 but that's that's how so i'm gonna say i was 11 i was number 11 so I
1: was tied, I was tied with 90 other people, but I was number 11. So yeah, you were just shy of the top 10. Exactly. You know, prove whatever, me, prove me wrong. Whatever number that means. I mean, prove, prove me wrong. LinkedIn yeah. live viewers. <laughs> prove me wrong. Go, go on it. And you know, someone's going to like message and be like, right. I was on the
0: board in 2012. And yeah. everything and he, you're saying is not correct. He, he was number 84. Damn it. I have. I have the spreadsheet. Yeah, that's
1: right. I have the spreadsheet to prove it. He's lying. He's making right. up
0: everything. Right. This I'm, is
1: fake news. Cancel him. Cancel. cancel. Yes, him. I'm
0: canceled. I'm out
1: of here now. Redact that. 2011, 2012. <laughs> yeah. Most influential people just put a big X over Greg's face. Say we're, exactly. we're sorry. He's canceled.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but um, but but uh, but all that to say. Everything every, the only reason why I, I caught up is because of is because I have a niche because I've got this very, very small space that I, that, that I occupy with very, with, with less than 10 other people of being a comedian and doing and being a CPA. And so, and, and, and that's my niche. That's where I've found the successes by leaning harder than that. And it's the same thing, like you said, joking around with other it people where it's like people outside the profession don't get it. I do. Uh, I, 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 for what is it? I think three years now I've been doing a, a, accounting cartoons, a cartoon series called exposure drafts. And I, and, and, and some of the stuff I like, I I'll show it to just a buddy and they'll be like, yeah, I a hundred percent don't get that. And I go, you don't. And it's like, it's the, it's the three wise men coming to Mary, Joseph and Jesus on the first Christmas and presenting their gifts and saying, uh, we were working off the assumption that you are already set up as a 501 C three. How do you not get that? That's hysterical. That Every, is
1: hysterical. It's,
0: it's a, riot but it's the same thing like you said everything it it hits hard with the niche and part of the reason why it hits hard with the niche I'm convinced of this with in terms of just stand up in general if there's an obscure reference that you do in stand up even if the joke it, it is standalone even without that reference you throw some obscure reference in there the people who get the reference even if it's not part of the punchline they think you are brilliant they're like ah this guy's the funniest guy ever because because you tapped on something that they intuitively know is just in their realm. So it's the same thing with accounting where it's like, I do these jokes, I drop in stuff or the cartoons, I drop in something that's so specific to the accounting profession. Accountants go, that's where I live. I get it. I connect with that. Most things don't connect with me on that level and, and they do it. And again, it's the power of a niche. So,
1: yeah. And you know, it's one of those like lame sales tactics that people will use on me and be like, you know, this is great. It's an investment in the business. And and it's a write-off. And I'm just like, you're saying that this is a write-off as if everything else that is a business expense somehow isn't one. And you are, you are specially qualified to be a write-off so that I can do business with you. But the thing is most people don't know it. The salesman that's saying it probably doesn't know it either. No, They're just like, it's a write-off. There's a funny bit. I've, I've seen it several times. Um, it's from Shit's Creek. And the guy's saying like, he's like, where'd you get the money to buy all this? He's like, Oh, it's a write-off. He's like, what do you mean? It's a write-off. He's like, you know, I just, I bought it and I just write it off. It's like, you still have to pay for it though. He's like, "Yeah, no, I don't. It's a write-off. <laughs> he's like, who do you think pays for it? He's like, I don't know the government.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. So I'll have to, I'm going to have to look up that episode of Shit's Creek. So, yeah, cause I'm not caught that, that clip. Yeah, I'm not caught up. It's People. a solid, it's a solid series. And this, this, and am I wrong that this episode of Tech for Accountants is brought to you by Netflix, the the sole home of reruns of Schitt's Creek? Is that, am I wrong?
1: You've you uh, you know. Usually we bring in the sponsors at the end of it, but oh shoot! And you know we'll we'll like do little <laughs> bits of it, and then we cut it out to make it look like it's one gigantic thing. They had done a bit in Thirty Rock where they were like like, oh, I love this new Verizon phone. It's like, I get great reception everywhere with this Verizon phone. <laughs> Did you know that Verizon's having a sale on Verizon phone? And then she like looks at the camera and she's like, can we have our money, please? <laughs> nice, nice. That's awesome. And and also, uh,
0: you know, you can watch all the old episodes of 30 Rock also on Netflix, the sponsor of Tech for Accountants, today's episode.
1: Yeah, today's today's episode is also brought to you by reruns of 30 Rock. <laughs> and reruns right. of shit, I'm, Greek.
0: I'm hoping that i'm hoping that our viewers went to zero now because they're all like you know what would be more entertaining than tech for accountants is 30 rock and they they, they and they, or at least they've got a second window open and are watching that. Yeah. While they're watching this.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you're not multitasking, then you're just not being efficient. Even right. though there's and like so many things that say, like, multitasking <laughs> is, is not bull crap. It, it is not a thing. Like, right. I hate that on resumes. It's like some of my skills are multitasking. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so you say your skill is multitasking. Right. I would like for you to count to 10 and say the alphabet. Uh, interchangeably. So one, a two B go, you said you're effective at multitasking. Uh-huh. So prove to me how fast you can do that. And it's like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not a thing like right. someone invented it. And then there's all the people on the other side that are like, you know, pick one thing. And I've, I've been, um, implementing that a lot just in, in my own business where I look at like, what is the most important thing that I can do today? get that done because there's there's so much stuff that you can always be doing so like focusing on you know i've got this one opportunity that's worth like 30 times what all the other things are worth and it's like but the other ones are quicker and easier and it's like just just knock it out yeah totally well that's uh
0: that Uh, I saw, I saw some, there was some article on lifehack.org that I think that the title of the article was, was, you know, five tricks to stay hyper-focused. And one of them was stop multitasking. And it's like, yeah, so you're, your, your life hack for being focused is stop being so damn unfocused. Cause that's all multitasking is, is being unfocused. I've never been, I've, I've admittedly never been a good multitasker. And as soon as I started seeing some of those, uh, studies that you were just referencing say, yeah, multitasking, you're actually not as you're, you're less efficient than you feel like you're being. I just got smug and then
1: I started bragging about not being a good multitasker. <laughs> I that. was a bad multitasker before it was famous. <laughs> right. I was a hipster,
0: multi <laughs> a, a, a hipster, non-multitasker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you exactly. have
1: like the shirts and people are like, what? what is that? I was, right. I was that guy in, uh, in high school. Oh, you yeah. know this obscure band? <laughs> right. Or then you right. do know them and it's like, I knew them before they were famous. Right. Totally. And, and, you know, you're going to get tons. Of, I,
0: I'm my prediction is you're going to get hate mail. Cause there are a lot of people who are like hardcore, no, like they're hardcore multitaskers where that's like they're And, and I don't, and I'm, I'm not necessarily, I think, you know, it's a skill, you know, there's, there's plenty of people who can uh what who can walk a straight line while saying the alphabet backwards that's a that's a thing that people can do i've seen it on cops right and so some people just develop that skill and that's something they can do but yeah i think by the for the most part at least and you know you gotta figure out what works for you multitasking does not work for
1: me yeah there's also the unicorns that you know are fully capable of yeah. doing it but speaking in in broad strokes it's that's one of those things that always it's like one of those pet peeves just because I've seen the impact in my life because I used to, Oh, I'm a great multitasker. And it's like, <laughs> You actually aren't like, you're, you're actually a pretty subpar employee. Like you're, you're not <laughs> right. getting anything done for the most part. Like you're, you seem really busy and I can't deny that you're really busy, but you are having zero impact with everything. It's like, Oh, but I'm so busy. I can't get to the big things. It's like, right. Maybe right. Do the big well, things and then get to the little ones. Totally. Well, and, there, and then even
0: because I know that 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 basically the theme of your of your show here is to get to the meaning of life and what it is. And, and so so let's just get there right now uh, on tech for <laughs> accounts. But but there's a, 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 like, seriously, this is so stupid. But one of my one of my favorite books I ever read in my whole life is a book called Existential Psychotherapy. And it sounds horrible, but it <laughs> but I loved it to death. And one of the things he talks about there is like, you know, existentially we all are looking for meaning in life. And he's like, here's one of the things, one of the best ways to find what feels like meaning in life is to just have just to have focused intensity on something, like to get into that flow state, and if and and it's almost like once you're there, the all, the the question of like purpose and meaning almost dissipates because you're going, no, this for this chunk of time, I'm fully in, in, engrossed in what I'm doing right now, and I'm in this flow state where I I'm doing it awesome, and I'm enjoying it, and I lose track of time and all that sort of stuff. You can't. You, that's you can't do that while you're multitasking. You can't get in that flow state while you're multitasking. So, so really getting there is something that I, that I, anyways, that probably that was a big deal to me. And I think I said it bad and people are probably turning off their computers. You know, it's,
1: it's worth, it's worth a check out. I mean, there's, there have been so many times where people have said like, I recommend this book. Um, and it's like, okay, what's it about? And it's like, I don't know. I just really liked it. But then, <laughs> but then it's like, well, I got like an extra audible credit and it's like, well, I, I guess I'll check this out. And uh, there have been some, some really good gems in there from people just saying like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I liked it. Right. Well, that's the thing. Chances are most people would hate existential psychotherapy by, uh,
0: Irvin Yalom, but I, I loved it to death and it, it, it spoke to me. And like I said, just, and and there's also, there's a book called flow by a guy whose last name is unpronounceable. And, uh, and I haven't read that book, but I bought it and started reading. I was like, I can't read this. Um, but it's the same, the same thing. Flow is a pretty important thing in work.
1: Yeah. Get a, get a, get a niche and find your flow. There you go. Get a niche and find your flow. Get a get a T-shirt with your face on it <laughs> that yeah, says that. Just, just like just like one of those, you know, like with with like the finger points. Like get a niche, find your flow. Find your flow. There it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And so everybody knows Greg as as the, oh, get a niche, find your flow. But yeah. it it is true though, and I mean, even you know for for the work that that like we're doing, you know, IT for accountants, like when. When we've really, really started digging into it and like what you're describing of like the flow state, like I could literally say yesterday and we have giant campaign, like a lot of, a lot of really cool things are uh, happening. But yesterday I, it was, it was 5.00 PM. And and I was like, huh, I, I guess I never got around to eating today. I yeah. just, yeah. It's just been a really like exciting, like lots of stuff going on. Everyone's happy and things are just working out and problems are getting solved very, very quickly. Yeah. Like, the problems are just like, okay, here's, here's something, you know, the, the problem du jour. And it's like, <laughs> ah, there's the solution. We did not right. even have to think about it. And it's like, what a great solution. Now. Yeah. 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 Like I literally yeah. had a guy the other day, he called in, he says, I got hacked. You guys lost everything for me. And now I'm going to retire. I'm not going to start all over. And I got hacked and it's your fault. I took it to a data recovery center and they confirmed I was hacked. You guys did not protect me. I lost my entire business. It's your fault. I want to cancel. I want a refund. And I was like, I mean, (laughs) these things can happen, Uh right? Like Uh I, I don't recall a time where it happened to any of our customers, but, like in the world of it, like these things have happened. Sure. And, and so I came in with like so much bravado. Cause uh, I was like, if I'm wrong, like he's never going to talk to us again anyway. And he's gonna right, right, right. and he's going <laughs> right. to get his money back. So I just came in and I was like, I said, like, why did you even take it to them? I bet you I could fix this in 10 minutes. I have everything in place already. And like, I, sh- <laughs> it should have been there, but like, the data uh, recovery center part of it was kind of making me question it. Uh-huh. And, and I was like, I was like, what's the document called? He's like, he's like trusts there's 700 in there. And then I find it and I'm like, is this what you're talking about? He's like, how did you do that? I was like, cause I know what I'm doing. I'm great at my job. It's why you have <laughs> yes. us. I was I like, do you still that. want to cancel? He's like, it's like, ah. That those people had my computer for five days. They said it was yeah. lost. You did it in five minutes. I'm like, cause I'm the best. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just having that verbatim is like, you're, If you're I, like, win- I was listed as the
0: 99th best bar <laughs> by accounting today. Mm- Sucker. I don't I don't know (laughs) what your swearing policy is. There'd be a better there would have been a better
1: like like punctuation, but we'll go with sucker. Yeah. So (laughs) so I love I love that.
0: I love that so hard. That's fantastic. Which is also one of the things, too, for me that I keep circling back around to is is the importance of of. Of like enjoying what you do because, because like you had a choice right there where you're like, ah, because if that was me, I'd be like, oh, anytime somebody questions whether I'm doing my job, like, well or poorly, I automatically default to, Oh crap. I did a, I did a horrible job. What did I do? How did I screw it up? Yeah, But you can, but, but at some point you can go, like you said, it's like the stakes are zero either, either I'm going to lose this. I'm I'm losing this guy unless I can get him back. So I might as well swing for the fences and have a good time doing it. And that's fantastic when you can go, okay, let's have a good time. Even when life throws you a turd, you can, you can still have, you can you can
1: play ball with that. That's gross. When the ball throws you a turn, you you just like the, dehydrate the, it and um, play ball. Get back away from that entire thing. But you know get what? I'm talking itch, about. Get a niche. Get flow. And and and,
0: and play knock that turn out of the park.
1: <laughs> but I mean it. It is true though. Like if you just absolutely despise what you're doing day in and day out. And I mean, there's plenty of people, you know, that are punching the clock and it's, you know, wait till, all right, five o'clock time to leave or, you know, whatever your, your hours are. So, I mean, the, the way that I have looked at life just on a, on a, like, I just try to enjoy I just try to enjoy everything because yeah. you literally could get in a car and get in an accident and die and then not be like, I should have worked harder. You know, you'll <laughs> right. be like, right. you'll be like, I wish I hadn't spent all that time doing stuff that I hated just for this life that literally like, uh, spoiler alert, like everyone dies, like at well, some point, <laughs> it's just whether or not it's like what we consider to be like an appropriate time or an inappropriate time. Yeah, And So like, I, I look at stuff where it's just like, you know, I'm going to enjoy my life. And, and my wife this year, she was like, she's like, we, we had gone on like uh, trips in like January and February. Right. So Uh, we had done two trips in two months and she was like, why don't we do 12 trips, do a trip every single month this year. And my knee jerk reaction was like, nobody like should be allowed to do that like right well like the fact that we did two already and it's february like we're done for the year (laughs) and we got like an extra vacation out of out of this year so far like we are already ahead of ahead of the game and then you know i thought about that philosophy and i was like maybe yeah well we'll try it and we yeah. almost missed may and a friend reached out to me and he was like, Hey, we're going away here this weekend, <laughs> have fun in Florida. And it was like, we're going too." <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, here we are September. We've, we've done even more actually. Cause now it's like, you, you know, we got like that momentum going. So yeah, there, yeah. there was like a chiropractor conference last weekend. <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's like, we don't even serve chiropractor. Like we've, we can and, you know, if someone comes to us and they say like, "I am a chiropractor, I use ChiroTouch," like we're very familiar with it. Uh, so like, you know, the niching is where it's appropriate, and you know, there's sure. a disproportionate amount of accountants to chiropractors, but okay, they, you know, they are sprinkled in there, and we get referrals because you know people, yeah. are like, oh, you did a good job, like let me tell my friends, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh fine <laughs> but you know we we're at that conference and went to sea world and you know had nice. a good time so like life is life is for enjoying and totally you know. well that's and that's funny where you're saying it's like
0: life comes with rules and one of the rules is one vacation per year we got two we're already breaking the rules of life and it's like no wait a second they're actually none of those rules there aren't rules don't be oh you know yeah. and i and i can be a master of like assuming rules that don't exist we i think we all can be and that's part of the fun is when you go actually we can play around with this actually it, you know and i do stupid <laughs> i do whenever okay i had a i had a banker at my, at my local banker, I won't say who it is, but they sent me some kind of promotional material for some product they wanted me to look at. And they sent it to me in Word format instead of in PDF. And so I, I went into the document and I changed something mid-document to, to, to something horribly offensive. And I saved it and I sent it back and I said, I would have been interested in this product until I read page four paragraphs too and i am i am a, i am i am so disappointed in your organization and that just and they and and the funny they knew what i did and it was hilarious and it was it was way like it was horribly what i can't even remember what i said but it was horribly offensive and uh, and and now and now we love each other even more and it's because you can because one of the rules is, yeah, if someone said one of my new rules is if anybody sends me anything in word, I'm going to change something in there so that like we had a bid. Like I said, I, I work for a group of medical office builders. We got a bid from a contractor and I just threw in the word shit into their word document bid that they sent back. And I didn't tell anybody at all. And I signed it and sent it back to them with just with the random you know, curse word in it and just going, I wonder if anybody's going to see that, <laughs> that I did that. And I showed my maintenance guy because he can't see, keep something like that total secret, but for the parties involved, I didn't even say anything. So oh, just man. have a good time, man. When you
1: can. Now, man, I, I just uh, signed up for, and you know, it is a proper 501 C3. So I'm getting a deduction <laughs> for, um, uh-huh. for this uh, this charity event. You're, and, wait, you're right. You're just writing <laughs> it off just ran it off nice yeah i mean it's coming out of my checking account or the business checking account uh but you know it they they give it back because yeah the government government really pays for it right right (laughs) you know so so i give them the money and then they give it back at the end of the year that's that's what a tax refund is it's right off you know i just get (laughs) a refund is where they they give it all back to you because that's how Cause that's taxes to the uninitiated. That's exactly how it works. Exactly. So, so I sent that in, but they sent it in a, uh, in a word document and now I'm thinking of like the ways that I could have messed with it. And, you know, it was like, it was like print this document and sign it and then scan it and then send it back. And I, mean, you know, in tech, like I, I don't actually do that. I just, I, I have a wet signature uploaded that, yeah I'll, yeah you know, I'll, paste my wet signature in the color of your choice. <laughs> right. Looks, right. It looks wet enough. Right. Like, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I've been called out on it once on like a real estate transaction and they're like, yeah. well, those you know, guys, yeah. The, the title they, company was like, Hey, uh, could you do that <laughs> again and make it wetter? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have to keep that yeah. in mind first. You could have put,
0: put in a, a special like subsection that says, and by donating money to this, uh, to this charity, you get an automatic free pass into heaven, regardless of your sins. I, could, I, I that would have been a clause that would have seemed appropriate to include in a, in some sort of a legal document with a charity you give to, I think.
1: I so I can't see why that wouldn't work and why it wouldn't hold up, you know. Exactly. I and mean, it's like it's like remember exactly. that event that the right. Crossroads did in 2011. Uh, so kind of guaranteed right now, like exactly. I mean, it's signed, it, it, I, and then right. he's like, he's like, it's not wet enough,
0: uh, right? Well, and what's what's awesome? I mean, we're getting too deep into the weeds. What's awesome about that? Most legal contracts have have a, in the boilerplate they say if any one of the provisions in this contract is unenforced. Forcible, The rest shall remain in force, that kind of thing. So if you throw in an extra paragraph that says you're going to heaven and a judge throws it out and says, no, you're actually going to hell. You go, well, but the rest of it still
1: holds. Right. And they go, yes, it absolutely does. Yeah. So, and Greg, I think that's a a great place to leave off. (laughs) If if there is a, if there is a place to leave off, you know, these, these things have a tendency to just go off the rails. So get a niche, get your flow, Greg kite. Thank you so much for being on the tech talk for Accountants show. It was, it was absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Definitely. And as always, if you've made it to the end of the show, please be sure to subscribe and like and share and 17 other calls to action to make sure that we get this out to the masses so their lives can be changed for the better because of hearing people like Greg, which this was, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate your time. And thanks for being on the show, Greg. Absolutely. Thank you too.
0: Thank you for listening to the Tech Talk for Accountants show. Be sure to subscribe if you like the show. And remember, if you would like a complimentary IT audit of your business, go to rushtech.online slash podcast to schedule a time with a certified technician who can look over your current IT systems and make recommendations on how to make sure you and your clients are safe.